Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, this is Victor Marks, and welcome to day two of a program that I'm really super excited about. One, because my guest is our friend, Ann Palk, for over two decades. And um, she's one of the most amazing gals that we know and are thankful for her courage to stand up in the gap, especially now more than ever. Uh, She's executive director of Restored Hope Network, and that's a coalition to reach Christian ministries, pastors, and counselors in the U.S., serving to restore hope to men and women who desire, listen, who desire biblical counsel and resources to overcome relational and sexual sin in their lives. Now, Anne has appeared on many media outlets. She's been on Good Morning America, Oprah, The 700 Club, CBS Evening News. Her book is the best book I've ever read on restoring sexual identity. It's hope for women who struggle with same-sex attraction. Thanks for being on the program again, day two. Always a delight. Fun. We ended on kind of a little hook, a little teaser of, as someone who's come out of the, I got to say it right. Gay life. Gay gay life. Experience, gay relationships. Right, because it's all kind of PC stuff. Identity, behavior, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, because a person of same-sex attraction, that doesn't mean they're weird or not capable. Are you sure about that? (laughs) Well, I know a lot of people who are opposite sex attraction are weird. You know what? Um, we both experienced and had different outcomes from trauma in early right. in our lives. And the outcome in my life from trauma was same-sex attraction. Some people end up in drinking, alcohol, drugs. Violent, um, just violence, mean. Uh, just burying their trauma in porn or the high of sexual addiction or who knows what. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different right. outcomes, right? Money, success. Yeah, bearing, just hiding away in mm-hmm. busyness and working out um, yeah. in anything. Um, and and honestly, when you come to the Lord Jesus, you can bring it all, and he can transform your life. He can allow the pain to surface, and he knows what to do with it. He knows how to walk us through it. Because if you're in hell, the statement is, don't stay there, keep going. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're in hell, keep going, keep walking through it. And I think in that point... There's room in Jesus for people to bring all their trauma to him, regardless of what the outcome is, whatever the the basis that people struggle with, and God can redeem them. He can really give them a basis of strength as opposed to of weakness. And I, in that point of humility, there's power. Well, I believe that's true, but doesn't God hate homosexuals more than he does heterosexuals <laughs> when it comes well, down to sexual sin? I love hom- people who identify as gay because I often know underneath there's trauma. Right. Um, and so, and I know God does not hate people who are dealing with same-sex attraction. He hates sin. Ooh. He hates sin. And that's all sin. Okay. Because his point of human sexuality, his design of it, he made it. Right. The target is so beautiful in the center, the goal of male-female commitment for life and right. the sexual expression in that and the fact that life comes out of it. There's no life in homosexual relationships. It doesn't mm. naturally bear children, for example. Um, so 
all the the natural testimony of the beauty of design that he created is so deeply significant that anything that errs, that goes off that mark, which is what, it's an archery term, sin, mm-hmm. means missing the mark. Right. The mark is so stunning that when you miss it, you miss the beauty of God, and you are then spun out into a, a darker zone of experience. Yeah. He never wanted that for humans. And I don't care what that sin happens to be in a person's life, whether it's same-sex attraction, an expression of that, or fornication, or porn, or whatever. All of that is outside of his intent. Right. Because the intent is so stunning. Right. I've heard like soil, rich soil that could grow amazing fruit, trees, flowers. That soil is beautiful. Yeah. But if you take it out of its proper term, bring it into your house where there's white carpet, and drop it on, and then rub it in, It's kind of out of place. Yeah. And it's not what it's meant to be. Right. It's not all that it's meant to be. Right. So, So no, God doesn't hate people who are gay identified. He wants to redeem them from sin. But why do they... Just like everybody else. Okay, but then why do they feel hated and judged? Because I get that all the time. I mean, uh, example, my neighbor, and we live in California. Sure. I remember looking at my second story window, and she'd be walking her child around the block. Mm Mm-hmm. Walking, meaning her toddler would be in a mop bucket with a little rope. That was her baby carriage. Okay. Right? And I, so after a few times seeing this, I walked out one morning and said, hey, uh, I'm your neighbor right here. She goes, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And uh, I said, oh, okay. Um, well, I was wondering. I said, I see you walking with your baby in the little, you know mop bucket and it's kind of cool but you may need a roll bar in case you catch that corner too fast and that i said me and my wife's had a bunch of kids we have strollers could would you like one we'd be happy and she goes no i'm all right with this i said okay we start talking a little bit more and she goes um yeah i know all about you christian guy who you know you're gonna talk to me i said actually no that's really what i was out here for she goes, really? I said, yeah. I said, but since you asked, I guess I do have a question. She's like, here it comes. Uh, because she's a homosexual married to another lady, mm-hmm. and that's their child, which they didn't get biologically, right? right. And I said, um, I do have a question. I said, uh, can I walk with you? She goes, okay, fine, whatever. So we start walking. She's defensive. And that's what I'm talking about, how many right. – People in the, that are gay are so defensive and angry and uh, against people like me because they think I hate them, which is the farthest from the truth. So this was the question I posed as we walked. I said, honest question, and I'd love a sincere answer. Is it hard being married to a person of the same sex? And she looked at me stunned. She goes, you're serious? I go, Yeah. Because it's very hard being married to a person of the opposite sex. I just want to know yeah. how bad is it? Is it easier? Is it worse? Marriage <laughs> is hard. And she was stunned that I was being so sincere. Yeah. We had the best conversation. It was so good. She ended up telling me, she's like, it's actually very difficult. Because yeah. I've been married to a man and a woman, I believe, were situation. But she goes, or had relationships. But she said, Victor, right now my wife is on a two-week drug bender. Oh, wow. Gone. Yeah. And I'm stuck with the kids. Right. And I said, oh, my gosh, that happens. 
You know, that happens yeah, enough. that can happen. It, this is an issue of humanity. But so I was able to break through her perception of me and let her know, I actually care about you as a human. And uh, I hope you care about me, whether you're sleeping on a woman or not. And this is what I tell people. We can still love each other, even though I don't agree with right. what you're doing. And it doesn't matter and what. And maybe she doesn't agree with something you're doing. Please. Yeah. I, I can understand that. I get it. So that's, we got to get past those barriers. And I think, I think a lot of people of faith have set the wrong tempo and narrative to people where, where people get so resentful and put off and it's like, okay, you know, but so now. This is just another human being. Just another human. Start, and, start there. And, and start there. And, you know, everybody has great qualities and some qualities that aren't the best. And right. that's how we begin relationship. Yeah. Because we have to realize they're not perfect and neither are we. A couple of weeks ago, no, I was speaking forward, in a big yeah. church in California and I said, you know, I'm tired of me being able to make an observation and a comment about a person and then that person saying, well, now you're against my whole movement, you know, the the whole gay or black race or Muslim or, you know, weird Christians or what. I go, hey, listen, as an individual, I have a right and responsibility to kind of judge who you are, how you act, how you relate to me. And if you're a bonehead, I'm just going to call you a bonehead. I'm not saying everybody you associate with is, so stop it. Be responsible for your own behavior. If you just come by and key my car, I can say, hey, that's 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 nuts. You don't have to pay for that. Right. Don't try to bring in your, you know, your, your you know, does that make sense? Everybody else who's related to that topic. Please. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's, just, just get back to normal of caring for one another, finding out what we, you know, I tell people, I've got Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. who I trust more than some who name the name of Christ. When I say trust, I'm talking about would fight and have and risk their life for me. I know. I'm, yeah. Right? So yeah. here's my question, and we ended on it yesterday, is can a gay person hold a position of leadership or professionalism in a way that we should support or not support them? That's a big question. That is a big question, and there's a lot to it. Yeah. Just because somebody's gay doesn't mean that they're not qualified to do certain jobs, or um, they're so capable in so many different ways. I actually had a woman I worked for in computer science uh, area. I was doing training for how to use computer programs. She was my boss at one point. And she was such a generous person. She was an amazing boss. She was Mm. probably my best boss. Did you learn a lot from her? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I pose this question to people who kind of take that stand of, oh, I I go, all right, say you've got an anesthesiologist. You're about to go under. One's a Christian. Not very good. Doesn't have (laughs) high marks. And the other one's a gay person. Who would you want putting you under? Bing, bing, bing. I'm going for the gay guy. Yeah. Or the gay gal. Yeah. In a heartbeat because yeah. they're better, more professional, and I trust them. Sure. So that's my positions. Now, where I think we have to start looking hard is when people who hold certain positions or beliefs are in positions of policy. Mm-hmm. And that can affect and change maybe what I want my children to Believe and learn. Like the health and human services having a transgender well, person? Well, let's, let's just go right there. <laughs> 
or like uh, a gentleman who is being nominated for HHS senior director and right. and he's pro gay and pro abortion up till birth. Yeah. Yeah, not not cool. Okay. And that's where we as Christians absolutely should take a stand. I think too many Christians are passive in their area of policy change and protecting and, and they just think, well, you know, God's will, God's sovereign. It's like, really? Uh, so is God sovereign enough to stop me from slapping you right now? Or do you have discernment? <laughs> right? Let's yeah. go, look, stop trying to put everything off on God and realize that there's a war between good and evil. And we as Christians, our faith must be put into action. So that's why I challenge people. I trust God's sovereignty. And I pray like everything that I'm fighting against, he's responsible for. But then I act in faith that everything I do fighting evil is I'm responsible for. Right. And I, you know, we just captured um, a very bad guy who had raped a little girl. That's right. And you know what? I could have prayed all day long, had my whole network, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people praying. He would have never got arrested unless our team didn't put boots on the ground and target this guy, work with the local officials and get it done. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to prison. This mm-hmm. just happened two days ago. So it's that balance. Right. There's personal responsibility and God's sovereignty hand in hand. And we don't have full power over all, you know, what's happening in culture. But we do have a responsibility to act, don't we? That was so and good. And that's what you're saying. I wish I talked like you. That oh, was really good. You just you said just, more than what I said. Oh, I, I, so I, no worries there. I love it. So, so yeah, I think when when people are running for office or in a position of leadership or an appointed position, that we, we need to look at their character. See, are they good, honest people? Do they and make right decisions? what are their decisions? policies? And what are their policies? Yeah. And if we don't agree with the policies, then we need to definitely let our voice be heard. Right. And um, we can definitely have civil discourse and right. be aggressive in the right way mm-hmm. to protect our way of life, what we believe, and hold what we hold dear, biblical values. Right. So that's what I tell some people who are in the LGBT community or activists, I just go, hey, I can respect you fighting for what you believe. Mm-hmm. You have a right. I served the Marine Corps. I fought for that right. I'll never down any people that. But can you respect me for standing for mine? That's right. And if not, then what a hypocrite you are. Yeah, and it, it is a zero-sum game, so to speak. This whole Equality Act, for example, that's yeah. being proposed. It is um, enshrining above religious liberty gay, lesbian, and trans ideology. Huge, huge, because if you think about it, okay, so you're rescuing women and children from abusers who are men, Mm -hmm. right? Or abusers of any kind. Right. Uh, But if you're talking about a women's shelter in, say, Anchorage, Alaska, and a transgender-identified female, so in other words, a male who identifies as a female, wanting in that women's shelter of battered women... For overnight stay with a bunch of women who've been harassed and troubled and it's provocative of abuse for them. And triggering, right? Very much so. So here you have a biological male housed with them or that's what he wanted. Right. And he lost the opportunity to be in that housing. But the Equality Act would reverse that, would allow men who identify as women to be housed in shelters which is nuts women's shelters homeless shelters senior centers senior retirement homes um, college dormitories christian universities it would do away with sexual and um, 
gender identity, any agreements that students have with their Christian colleges, that would be put under the Equality Act and religious freedom would not be a reason. RIFRA, for example, is actually subservient to it. It would it would not be an, a valid reason, according to this bill, to mm. object to the gender identity um, law mm. of Equality Act. So it's really an inequality act. And in fact, Planned Parenthood has become one of the great, the largest distributors of testosterone to girls who identify as males. Really? Huge. Okay, first time I've heard of this. Huge. Wow. Huge. 35% approximately of their business, they're giving out testosterone to teenage girls who come in in groups giggling, saying they identify as boys. Wow. And they're just coming in with their social groups. It is the new social contagion in our country. Um, the non-binary identification of young kids at this time is enormous. It's bigger than it has been in any generation. Almost every culture in the world has identified as gay about between 1% to 3%. And I don't care if you're talking about U.S., U.K., right. Right. Europe, Africa, well, probably not as many in Africa, right. Malaysia, you name it, 1% to 3% of people identify as gay no. or bi or lesbian. And that's still the same from about 35 years old and older. Okay. But the young kids, this newer generation, now are identifying on very high levels as non-binary and non-heterosexual. When you say high levels, is it upwards of? Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to recall the exact number, but I think it's around 45%, which oh, is wow. really high, wow. most of which identify as bisexual. Right. And wow. most are being groomed by social media outlets. Yeah. Reddit, etc. If you're having this trouble, if you're having social issues, if you're having uh, discomfort, if you're having anxiety or depression, oh, you might be trans. That might be the solution. This is very real messaging. Seriously. So let me ask you, with, with that in mind, and parents and people listening, and uh, what can people do? Well, like this wow. bill. I mean, how can we? How can we make a difference to keep this from passing? Okay, so Biden has already said that he will sign it if it passes. It has already passed the House. The only option now to make a difference is to speak out to all of your senators, U.S. federal senators, mm. um, and let them know that you don't want them to pass this bill, that Equality Act. It's the only chance to stop Equality Act. Um, and so... If you go to our website, restoredhopenetwork.org, okay. and, you, and you go to resources at the top, and below that it says transgender resources, it'll have uh, a talking sheet about oh. why do we oppose the Equality Act. In fact, there's women's feminist lesbian associations that are opposing it too. There are trans people who are opposing it too. I was about to say that. I've, I've there, read that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are, this is like... This it is would, beyond just the gay community. Oh, it would it would do much more than impact the gay community. It would it's it a would impact issue. Yeah, yeah, it would impact every benefit giving to women's businesses. Right. Um to loans from the SBA to women's sports is a small aspect yeah. of this. Yeah. But that's one impact. So you have a daughter who's trained her whole life to be an incredible a snowboarder and doing tricks and doing fastest thing. And then you put a male body with stronger bones, thicker bones, greater lungs, broader nose, more testosterone, more testosterone, larger lungs and heart. And you put that person 
on the same course who's also a, a semi-gifted male. Right. And he will win. Yeah. He'll take the top-notch thing. So that's just one small aspect And I always this. say this regarding that, that those are, you know, semi-gifted male athletes who are afraid to compete against males. I'll say it. Man, get back in the males and do the deal. Quit. I think it's a form of bullying personally, but... Well, listen, I, this has gone by way too fast. I don't want to get you back on again, uh, but this is so informative. I can already just hear, I can just sense the people going, this is a cold drink of water in a pretty parts land, uh, you know, morally in the area of sexuality. And I thank you for coming in and being such a distinct, articulate voice in these matters. And I want to have you on here regularly. Well, that would be a delight. Yeah. I sure appreciate you, Victor. Uh-huh. I know that you are doing incredible things. <laughs> We're having fun and enduring the warfare. And maybe next time we'll talk about the spiritual darkness that really drives all of this. Sure. It's even beyond the the human set. Now, hey, every person we have on, we ask two questions in closing. <laughs> okay? Two questions. Okay. There is no right and wrong. It's just what you believe first one is about perception what now now you've you've known Eileen that long time but the question is what is your perception uh but actually you know the rally but what's the perception you have of Eileen and I and what we do oh I just adore you both so I think you're doing vital vital work Mm. for the kingdom I think you're fighting back against darkness in a whole bunch of ways Mm. that are profound and that have unique um your unique skill set brings a unique unique angle for the church. I'm I'm so thrilled because who has Delta Force people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and uh, the brilliance that is part of the the military mindset and the overcoming darkness with power. I, I think it's really powerful, and I so appreciate and admire both of you. Thank you, thank you. It's. Uh, your words humble us and motivate us at the same time. So thank you. Last question. We're all going to die. What happens to Ann Polk when she dies, and why do you believe it? I'm definitely going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to be in heaven, and I can't wait. Wow, you say, that with, you say that with such confidence. Not, I am. Not, not everyone does. There's a lot of hoping, but why do you... Why do you believe that? Why do you say that with such confidence? I well, mean, just bam, bam, bam. He forgave me all my sin. Mm. I I brought it all to the the foot of the cross and said, "Here you are, have me, my entirety, my my past, my current, my future, the foolish things I've done in my past. Please forgive me my sins, and um, be the Lord and Savior of my life, and not just the Savior, but the Lord. Mm. And I've lived that way, and I know that He is, and He's empowered me to live for Him." And so I am absolutely certain that because of his great kindness, because mm. of his love, because he's washed me whiter than snow, that I will be in the kingdom of heaven. And I really look forward to connecting with my beloved friends, my family that have gone ahead. And more and more of my treasures are there already. already. So my heart is, my mom passed away recently. So mm. I'm, I'm glad she knew Jesus also. Heaven's it's, closer than ever, isn't it? It is. It is. But I'll be here for as long as the Lord wants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. It's beautiful. You may be listening or watching right now, and you just feel like God couldn't forgive you of your sins because of whatever they are. It's not true. The cross is enough for all of it or none of it. 
That's right. So it's up to you to simply, as we believe, for our surety of salvation, because I believe there are a lot of people that have faith, but they don't have surety of their salvation when they die. But if you want surety of salvation where you know it now, you're not just hoping. Jesus Christ said, believe in me, follow me. So I've changed my position, you know, a while back about receiving Jesus when he just said, follow me. Pick up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow me. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. Believe in him, knowing that he's the son of God, and that his death on the cross is enough for your sins. I'm happy to lead you in a prayer if you're listening or watching this right now. The prayer is not magical, uh, but the intent of your heart and God touching you is supernatural. So just say this prayer, Jesus, please forgive me of my wrong. I surrender my life to you. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and uh, make me born again. I make you the Lord of my life, and I thank you that I can have salvation, guaranteed through you. That's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, of course we would love to know, and we'll send you a Bible, some resources, but you got to let us know. You can go to victormarks.com. You can send an email to info at victormarks.com or uh you know, just we, we would love to make sure that you grow in your faith. And uh, we thank you for the opportunity to be here. When you turn your radio on or you plug us in your computer or phone, it is a privilege for us to enjoy fellowship like this. So until next time, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, may the Lord bless you and keep you and live for him full throttle. So go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 